0: Um, Welcome everybody to this meeting of Workers' Liberty and this is, um, Sarah will speak first for about 20 minutes uh, to give some background about the war in Bosnia and then Martin is going to speak for 10 minutes about what the left said about the situation in Bosnia and what they advocated um, for the people of Bosnia. Uh, thank you for those of you who managed to keep your cameras on. I really appreciate those who couldn't or for privacy reasons is absolutely fine. But, you know, we have a nice environment in which we can communicate. So my name is Sarah Correia. I am a, a, a graduate from the London School of Economics. And I'm a, um, I research particularly the question of uh, uh, memories of, of, of violence. And I'm also a specialist on the Balkans and specifically in Bosnia. So, my research over the last ten years has been about uh, the memory of war in Bosnia. So, for this uh, uh, talk, in specific, bearing in mind what uh, um, what I was asked, I will give you uh, a quick a quick overview of how what led to the war in Bosnia and How the war evolved. This is a very quick overview and I expect that we will have some questions and of course anyone who wants to know more is free to get in touch and ask for reading materials whatever you need or discussion that's absolutely fine. So without further delay so we have so this year is 25 years since the end of the war in Bosnia 1995 November 1995 the war ended with a peace agreement called the Dayton Peace Agreement. And it resulted, this agreement resulted in the de facto division of the country, but short of, of, uh, um, of secession, short uh, of a partition. So since the last 25 years, the country has lived with this very strange very very strange political system very strange political architecture in which it's not a federation but it's not a unified country either and there's all sorts of problems that can come with that but there is also the fact that the war did not resume so we can say that you know bosnia has lived in relative peace for the last 25 years but uh, uh, so before before this war happened, Bosnia, there was this you know this territory called Bosnia Herzegovina has historically exist, existed since at least the Middle Ages. You know, with its own with its own specificities that have to do very much with its geography. It's a mountain country. Uh, you know, it's it's demarcated by a few rivers that make it some kind of natural border but it has also this specificity since the middle ages of being an area that is also marks the limit of different empires so this was the case throughout you know in the middle ages you had let's say the division between uh, in, in the church then you had the catholic church and orthodox all these divisions you know the limits of roman empire and then Of course, the Roman Empire was much earlier, but in terms of different legacies, it was always a a point that where uh, uh, the limits of different entities touched. And this has somehow uh, uh, defined much of of the identity of Bosnia, but as, you know, as the after the middle ages the different empires formed, the Austrian Empire, the, the Ottoman Empire that expanded through Europe, we had this, this specificity that while many other middle-aged kingdoms or entities disappeared somehow, Bosnia was preserved as a, 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 an administrative division of the Ottoman Empire and you had the you know a situation of, of many people converting to Islam and somehow uh, uh, at the same time the tolerance in, in a Muslim land of, of the existence of, of Christians so we had when we get to the 19th century and we and the empires become began begin crumbling in Europe, so the Ottoman Empire is being expelled from europe Austrian Empire is also in crisis and then it disappears with the first world war, you still have this this you know this territory called Bosnia that continues to exist with with its own uh, 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 with the, its own specific political identity and then throughout the nineteenth century and then early twentieth century we have the replacement of you know multinational units as empires. With the ideal of the nation-state, but somehow, because what happened in that region was the creation of another multinational state, the state, the Kingdom of Yugoslavia. Bosnia continues to exist in this as a multinational, multi-ethnic uh, 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 territory. So we have we have in, in you know after the First World War. The creation of of the state of of, um, of Yugoslavia. It was called at the time the Kingdom of Serbs, uh, Croats, and Slovenians, but it was uh, it was essentially a state that was the expansion of the Kingdom of Serbia that already had already been created in the nineteenth century. So, this 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 state, as many other experiments in the interwar period, had its own fragilities, but essentially the issue of national question was always a big problem, especially the division of power between Serbs and Croats, and at the same time, the divisions between, between different political factions among, let's say, intra-Serb divisions. So we know that the, the, with the Second World War, the, this, this state, this kingdom of Yugoslavia is destroyed. And we have, uh, uh, um, we have the partisan movement in Yugoslavia and we have also, so fighting, uh, fa- fighting the, the, the German and Italian occupation. At the same time, we have also a civil war, you know, raging with different sides. You know, we had Croatian uh, fascist collaborationists. You had also a collaborationist regime in Belgrade you had a resistance that was supposedly monarchic but collaborationist with the fascist forces, so you had you know a, a serious uh, uh, um you know at the same time a civil war and a war of liberation raging in this territory and most of the fighting and most of of this war was raged in Bosnia proper so in the territory that is that is bosnia and uh uh Throughout these years of, 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 of partisan struggle, uh, and of course the communists were already very well organized before, before the, the Second World War. They had already put a lot of thought in terms of what is you know, the issue of you know, the problem of nationalities. And they came up with a solution from, for the new state as a federal solution. So creating federations, creating a federation in which each republic would correspond more or less to the to the historical nation, so Croatia was defined as the historical Croatia, Serbia as uh, 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 on the basis of the 19th century state of Serbia. Then was created Montenegro was restored that existed in the interwar uh, 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 that had existed before before the, the the end of the First World War and was created also Macedonia. But in the case of Bosnia there was a situation which was that there was you know there were three three peoples three three you know a plurality of 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 three ethnic groups and then a multitude of smaller ethnic groups or small minorities that existed there and the decision was that Bosnia should be let's say the homeland of those three peoples so Serbs croats and 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 muslims at the time they were called muslims so the bosnian muslims were considered eventually as not only as a religious group but as as an ethnic group as a national group and so throughout yugoslavia what you had was a balance you know a balance of power that that uh, 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 in which you know some of the power rested in, in you know in the center some of the power rested with the, with the republics uh but effectively it was a one-party system it was you know it was a communist party system uh and uh ultimately f- effectively uh, the power really rested on, on 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 tito or the you know the the main figure of the regime the president tito who lived until 1980 until he was well into his 80s and he was like always the ultimate arbiter of all different interests and different conflicts that that existed throughout the, these, these years. So this Yugoslav experiment was for a long time quite successful. You know, it it, it brought peace, it allowed for reconstruction, it allowed for for a normal life uh, uh, and you know good standards of living. But by the time Tito dies, already the system was, you know in crisis, especially because of the problem of the economic model of external debts. And then you had, you know, throughout the 80s, everywhere you had the issue of inflation, standards of living going down, you know, discontent, but here in this case also like uncertainty, great uncertainty about how to sustain this federation and how, you know, now that the big patriarchal figure was gone, you know, how how to sustain this regime. So there was this, all this uh, uh, great uncertainty, and somehow, you know, throughout this period, of course, we have also in the 80s, you know, everything that is going on with the Soviet Union, with what we were calling the Eastern Bloc, but somehow the Yugoslav case is, is a bit separate from that, you know, but throughout all this time of uncertainty, uh, uh, one of the pillars of, of, um, of Yugoslav regime was this idea of, of the partisan struggle, this principle that was the principle of brotherhood and unity so that different ethnic groups, different nationalities, different republics could coexist and retain their own identities whilst at the same time building something in common. And with time this, this idea started also losing a lot of its appeal and somehow the discontentment that was beginning to 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 grow found expression first of all in Serbia and and this was due uh, especially I mean the, the main factor that created this discontent was the situation in Kosovo so Kosovo was a separate entity within within the Republic of Serbia, but, so Serbia had, you know, so Yugoslavia had six republics, but Serbia had two autonomous units within that republic that were also federal units. So they also had a seat in the federation. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, it is in this, you know, there are, especially the Serbian Orthodox Church starts making a lot of complaints that the interests of the Serb people in Kosovo are not being respected. That there is an exodus. That that Serbs are being persecuted in Kosovo. So it creates a, a situation that plays very much with with, with racism. So uh, Albanians and also the Roma in in the context of Yugoslavia, were, there was a hierarchy of like the good peoples, and they were in the bottom. So the, this all this racism is is is, is um, then. Uh, Creates an opportunity for populism and creates an opportunity for uh, a new generation of politicians that needed to emerge anyway, because the generation of let's say the partisan struggle they they were all getting old, and this is in this so in the 80s this is how Milosevic Slobodan Milosevic emerges, you know within the Republic of Serbia he was you know a, a grey apparatchik he was a banker. He was a person that had never been, you know, seen as particularly interesting, but he manages to explore this discontent about Kosovo and emerge within the Communist Party in Serbia. And by 1989, not only is he the president of Serbia, but he manages to control all, much of the media. So that the federal media and the media in the Republic of Serbia, and he manages to place his own people in other three, three other units so he manages to control montenegro and to control also the communist party in uh, vojvodina the north the northern autonomous region and kosovo so in eight, by by 1989 while well, the you know berlin wall is about to crumble you know how long will the soviet union last all this uncertainty and in serbia there is a in yugoslavia there is a strong man emerging that you know for a while maybe he could become the new tito and this is a person that speaks at the same time the language of nationalism and the language of socialism if we can call that socialism that's a different question but so and obviously by at the moment that that you have you know a particular fashion controlling four different republics you have a struggle at republic level because other republics were not comfortable with that. So, so this is this leads to the crumbling of you know to the to the end of communist rule, because the, the, the federal communist party crumbles. Slovenia and, and Croatia leave the Federal Communist Party, the, the, the League of Communists of Yugoslavia, and then their leaderships call for multi party elections in, in, in each of these republics. So this is how multi-party system is introduced, not in the Federation as a whole, but each of the republics moves into a multi-party system. Uh, it's so difficult to explain these things and 15 minutes half past. The point is once, once Yugoslavia is crumbling because the, 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 the party that, that gave, gave unity to, to that territory no longer exists. We have a situation in Bosnia that Bosnia Reluctantly, is forced, first of all, to multi-party elections, and in these multi-party elections, what emerges is like on a sensitary vote, the three major ethnic groups get practically the same proportions of votes as they have of, 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 as the size of their ethnic group, and they, you know, so this in 1990, 1991, these three parties are supposed to be on a coalition, supposed to, you know, what matters is to, they say, strusciety, communism, so like to dismantle communism, the three parties are united in dismantling communism. So it's almost like people are like sleepwalking to war, but obviously they are not sleepwalking to war because war entails a lot of preparation, so you cannot sleepwalk into war. So at the same time that you have this uh, very naive ideal that you can have the three the, you know uh, uh, Bosnia ruled by three, uh, uh, a coalition of three nationalist parties, you have at the same time movements towards uh, 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 you know first of all you have a war in Croatia so Croatia wants to become independent and you know uh, uh, there is a rebellion in, in areas of Serb majority against that and you have an intervention from the, the federal army in Croatia first of all in the name of Yugoslavia and then when you have in in Croatia ceasefire in the end of 91 all the weapons that were stationed in Croatia are moved to Bosnia and all the army the Yugoslav army that is stationed now in Bosnia which is the bulk of Yugoslav army becomes staffed mostly with Bosnian Serbs so there is an ethnic cleansing of the Yugoslav army before you have the ethnic cleansing on the ground. And so, you know, with, with, with the Yugoslav army in place, controlling practically, you know, much of the territory and key, key points, etc. you have then a conflict between the three political parties that prior were supposed to be in coalition. And there's a whole escalation, and a, a colleague of mine that did research on this, he calls it, an ethnicized conflict so that the conflict was not ethnic because there was there wasn't previous previously you know a conflict you know life was not conflictual in Bosnia at that time But that those political parties created the conflict and ethnicized it you know the conflict between like what should happen to Bosnia should Bosnia become part of a third Yugoslavia led by Serbia or should Bosnia become an independent state? And here, the, 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 and, and I, I, will, I will have to, to, to finish at the beginning of the war, but I think you guys more or less are aware of how, what happened during the war, but the point here is that, so we have a situation that Yugoslavia itself is crumbling, Slovenia and Croatia become independent, and there's the question of what happens to the rest, to the other federal units. So this is a question of international law, and there was an international law commission called the Badinter Bad Commission that uh, studied the case and decided that Yugoslavia was in the process of dissolution. So Yugoslavia effectively no longer existed, and, and with international law, you know, if 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 the federal state doesn't exist, then the federal units have a statehood of their own. But in the case of Bosnia, because of, of um because of the specificities of, of 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 this you know multi-ethnicity, the same commission recommends that so that Bosnia becomes recognized as an independent state, it should have a referendum. So referendum is organized, that is 60% in favor of, of, of independence but I mean actually you know it's much more than 60% but the point is that Serb population boycotts the referendum if the third population had voted in mass against it would be somehow like 60% but the point is that this this referendum is followed immediately by a war so the referendum happens in February-March and the war starts in April and the war is raged on the idea initially, so like this, you know, the Serb forces in, in Bosnia claim that they lo- do not want to leave Yugoslavia. But at the same time, they are, building, they are building a national state, a national Serb state in Bosnia, and working towards the destruction of Bosnia. They call it even like the former Bosnia, so that they are working towards the partition of Bosnia and that Bosnia by the end of the war was not supposed to exist. So somehow, because of inaction of the international community, the war raged for four years. So the the, the 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 non-Serbs, especially the Muslims, they were they, they were left almost defenseless. So so they had to, to wage a war of, 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 of resistance against alienation. You had genocide taking place and we could discuss whether genocide was only ninety five in Srebrenica or if the first assault was also genocidal. But what happened is that in the end of the war, there was, you know, there was a division, the fact of the country, there was, you know, forced movement of the population in which half of the population actually moved. Uh, and you, you, we had 100,000 100, deaths, and of which, you know, a big proportion of civilians and you know, white destruction, but we did not have the partition. So we are in this situation as the case of Lebanon, as the case of Cyprus, of countries that went through serious turmoil, but you know, somehow the war ended, but turmoil, I mean, some of the issues that led to the war are still present and these societies are very unstable and extremely fragile. So this is the situation where we are now. I will now pass to Martin and I'm sure that in questions and answers I will be able to fill up much more. Thank you so much for your attention. Thanks, Sarah. Okay. Martin, you're, you're on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. So I'm just going to talk a little about what the left, well, particularly the British left, um, said about the Bosnian war. Um, Firstly, what we said. Um, We said um, that it's a long-standing principle of socialism um, to support the right of nations to self-determination and to support um, oppressed, weaker nations against attempts at domination by stronger uh, states. And uh, so, so we said, in the case of Bosnia, this meant uh, siding with Bosnia, the, the Bosnian government forces, against uh, the alliance of the um, the Serbian state, the um, uh, Yugoslav Federal Army, which had been, as Sara describes, transformed into a... Serbian army and uh, the militias, the Bosnian Serb militias, um, which were um, armed and um, uh, promoted by uh, the Serbian state. Um, Taking that position didn't mean that we ignored uh, the, the complications of um, Bosnia. Uh, Sara says, um, uh, here you have a a country, um, a unit which has been a unit for hundreds of years and um, which has in fact has been um, welded more into a uh, distinct unit um, by the recent experience of the um, uh, the partisan war, which was conducted, um, Asara as says, both against uh, the Nazis and the Italians, um, but also, for example, against the um, the Croat uh, state, uh, which uh, claimed that Bosnia was simply part of Croatia. This was a quiet state. Um, and um, it, that was a struggle waged on the basis of, on the promise of reconstructing Bosnia as a homeland for its distinct peoples, uh, uh, one homeland. That, so uh, it's a complication. And um, we said, I think, what needed to be said about uh, the um, drift of the Bosnian government towards a um, a, a Muslim communalist policies um, as distinct from unifying Bosnian policies. But that was a qualification within the framework of Um, siding with Bosnia against uh, what we described as Serbian imperialism, and for example, opposing the arms embargo, which was applied to the Bosnian government, which was of some consequence because uh, Milosevic had control of the, the assets, the armories of the old federal Yugoslav army, and Bosnia is landlocked. You know, there wasn't a, an easy route for um, arms to get in. Um, we and we uh, sustained that by looking at the fact that um, uh, the Milosevic had not just um, intervened in Bosnia; um, he'd waged a war to. Um, stop Croatia being independent. He'd even tried to wage war, which didn't last very long, to try to stop Slovenia being independent, although Slovenia had no real Serb minority. Um, And we also noted that um, in the war, there were atrocities on both sides, but um, simply there were a great many more Atrocities carried out by the Serb chauvinists. For example, there was a systematic destruction of mosques, for example, in uh, where they existed in what was um, claimed as Serb territory. Whereas in the, the main in cities like Tuzla and Sarajevo, um, the, the city authorities were at pains um, to repair damage, for example, to the Orthodox churches. Um, so, that's the position we took. Um, now, there were some on the left then, uh, this is a group which doesn't exist now, um, who sided with Bosnia like us, um, but essentially um, without making any criticisms of the Muslim communalist drift of the Bosnian government. Um, It was a group uh, known by the name of its paper, the Workers' Press, um, which came out of um, the old Workers' Revolutionary Party, which is unknown now, but um, for a long time was the the biggest group on the... um, uh, revolutionary or claiming to be revolutionary left in britain and this it had broken up in 1985 this was the biggest remnant and this became their campaign and um said, they did a lot of um brave and uh useful practical work they organized uh, convoys um to go to bosnia aid to bosnia um but they did that without political criticism I was looking back on an article I wrote at the time, and uh, the way it sums it up is um, that if you try to find out what was happening in Bosnia from the left press, you'd have to conclude there were three completely different countries being talked about. Uh, there was the country we talked about, uh, three different conflicts. There was well, the one we talked about, there was the one um, workers' press talked about, and um their point of reference always was the Spanish Civil War. They said this was a uh, a rerunning of the same issues as the Spanish Civil War of 1936 to 1939, and there was a third one in which what uh, the um, disappeared was you had um, a Serbian government which was trying to defend. Um, what uh, people like Tony Ben, for example, considered to be the socialist heritage of um, former Yugoslavia, and they were defending that essentially against the machinations of what they called imperialism. Um, and for them, imperialism was nothing to do with the attempts of uh, the Serbian state to control. The weak nationalities of Yugoslavia. It was about um, the powers of the European Union and the USA. So th- basically, their position was the um, uh, the Croatian independence movement, the Slovenian independence movement, and the Bosnian independence movement were all artifacts of. Um, The European Union or some powers in the European Union, particularly Germany and the USA. Um, And uh, what we thought was wrong with that was we didn't think that the the old uh, Yugoslavia was socialist, that we didn't think it contained any more progressive um, socialist principles, certainly not under Milosevic, as against the Bosnian regime. Um, that uh, the peoples of Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia had the right to self-determination, and um, uh, and therefore, you know, to get allies where they could, um, and uh, find. It, and in any case, the presentation of the position of the big Western powers uh, was inaccurate. For example, they were imposing an arms embargo on Bosnia. Uh, They weren't, um, in the end, uh, NATO did bomb some Serbian positions in 1995, which uh, was the final push, which led to the Dayton Agreement. Um, But generally, the position of the Western powers had been uh, that they wanted to limit the fragmentation of Yugoslavia to the minimum, and uh, essentially their advice to the people of Bosnia and even more to the people of Kosovo is, is, well, um, what Milosevic is doing is, we agree it's not very good, but you should bite your lips and um, uh, put up with it and just try to mitigate it. Um, There's one other position um, which um, in a way might be quite surprising, Well, it it was quite surprising at the time, which was the position of socialist worker. Um, You've had 10 minutes, Martin. Okay, give me another couple of minutes. Um, Yeah, so um, the sort of anti-imperialism I've talked about, where imperialism isn't conceived of as um, one state um, trying to control another, but it's just something which is inherent in certain governments, particularly the U.S., um, wasn't something new. Uh, that had been the position of the communist parties for decades. Um, so what the principle, um, the old socialist principle of support for oppressed nations, uh, support for national liberation struggles, have been transmuted into a negative principle of opposition to imperialism. Imperialism identified solely with uh, USA and its allies, so it didn't apply, for example, to Poland. Uh, Poland could be as oppressed as it, like, it, it, it liked, but still, Polish nationalists um, who uh, objected to Russian domination uh, would be reactionaries and not to be supported. Um, now, Socialist Worker didn't have that view. Um, Socialist Worker was had been in favour of uh, the Uh, national rights of the peoples of Eastern Europe against Russian domination. Um, So um, you would think that it would apply the same principle here, but in fact it didn't. It didn't take the same position as um, uh, Tony Benn and other people who were close to the wavelength of uh, the old communist parties. Um, But what it said is this is simply a war in which um, there is nothing to be said except that it's terrible on all sides. They said this is just a conflict between different ruling groups for territories. Now, I suppose every war is a conflict between different ruling groups for territories, but the difference here was uh, there was no attempt by the Bosnian government to conquer bits of Serbia. There wasn't. Um, but there was an attempt by Serbia to uh, break up and dominate um, Bosnia. Um, They took the same position on Croatia. Um, I think the war in Slovenia passed without them having to make any comments, so they could just accept uh, the independence of Slovenia as a fact. But throughout the war in Croatia, which was a long and very bloody war, they had the same position that this is just a conflict between different ruling groups. And we have, we have no part in it. We all, all we can do is deplore the war and uh, wait for it to end. Um, there's a, uh, what this came from, I think, is a shift the SWP had made, the socialist worker had made a few years earlier in 1987. Uh, in 1987, um, near the end of the Iran-Iraq war, uh, they suddenly shifted their position on that. Um, They had had, like us and like many on the left up until then, a position there of saying that, uh, which we thought was correct for that war, to say this is a war where there is no um, good side to support. Uh, They switched to supporting Iran on the grounds that they said that the usa is supporting iraq now in fact the usa had been supporting iraq um under the counter for some years before that but they registered that and so support for iran was read off as iran was the more um uh anti-american um power here um that's where it came from. Where it uh, went on to was a position on the war in Kosovo in 1999, um, which um, by w- uh, which went a bit further, which was effectively a position of support for Milosevic, um, with criticisms and so on, but it was a pro-Milosevic position. There's one last thing, if I can have um. one more minute. Uh, you have to be please, please. Yes, okay, we've got right, r- running out right. of time for. yes questions okay for one more thing that needs to be commented on uh, which is important for discussions on the left since is that one of the big arguments used by many on the left um, to uh, justify supporting Serbia or uh, not taking sides was that the Bosnian government were Islamic fundamentalists and this was a uh, at least it was a struggle for secularism against uh, the um, Islamic fundamentalism. Now, um, you would think that the socialist worker would be very receptive to this argument because for some time now, socialist workers made a big thing of saying, um, you know, that they are the best fighters for Muslims, that... Um, uh, of encouraging people to wear hijabs on protests because this is the hijab is an expression of solidarity with the oppressed and so on. Um, not at all, and um, you should just note that was not at all their position at the time. For example, you can read this. One of the points they are very emphatic is they said, "Look, uh, the Muslims in community in Bosnia is not hasn't isn't and hasn't been oppressed." Um, now. Uh, That certainly isn't true in terms of uh, the SWP's current position, because, for example, the hijab had been illegal from 1950 to 1992. It was banned by the Titoites. It was banned by them not, I think, as an anti-Muslim measure, as a secularist measure, which uh, was, as far as I can make it, was in fact largely successful, despite the you know, there's been a religious revival since '92, but Martin,
0: you've had three extra minutes then.
1: Okay, um, but um, anyway, that was for the socialist worker time That was not a factor. That was not something to be mentioned. Um, nor was it to be a fact to be mentioned that whatever had taken place before 1992, the war was in it, in and of itself an oppression of. The the Bosnia as a nation and of the Muslim community within Bosnia.